Welcome to the Gospel Everyday Podcast, following along with the Mariner's Church Annual Read. My name is Johan Shin, and I have the joy and privilege of being your host for today. Before we jump into today's moment together, I want to give a big shout out to my wife as it is her birthday today. I know she's a listener and supporter of our Gospel Everyday Podcast, so I know she'll hear this. So here it is. Happy birthday, hon. Thank you for being my better half. I so love it that we get to live life together and follow Christ together. Thanks for being an amazing wife and the best mom to our three boys. Love you. Grateful for you. Happy birthday. I so hope that makes the final cut of the podcast. Thanks, everyone, letting me take a moment to celebrate, and I thought that would be special. Anyhow, let's jump in. The title for today is Incarnation. Incarnation. This is not a word that we use very often in our everyday vocabulary. If you do, I would be surprised. So whenever we use or talk about a churchy term, I like to start off with defining what it is so we know what we're talking about here. Incarnate means in the flesh. In plus carnate, which means body or flesh. In the flesh. So how is this relevant? Let's look at the verse for today. The scripture for today is John 1.14 that says this. The word became flesh, incarnate, and dwelt among us. We observed his glory, the glory as the one and only son from the father, full of grace and truth. So why is this verse so significant? That's because it states plainly that God became man. I know to some of us who have been going to church for a very long time may hear this and be like, so what? But the statement, God became man, should be baffling. Let's think this through. A God who was at the beginning, before everything happened, the one who put the stars in the place and laid the foundations of the universe, the God who is transcendent and above all creation, the God who is outside of time, That God became a baby, an all-powerful, all-knowing, eternal God, a baby. There's so much here. So there's no way we can unpack all the implications this has in the short time we have together. But let's just hit two simple things. The first one is humility. Humility. When Apostle Paul writes to the Philippian church and exhorts them to be humble, he immediately points them to Christ. Philippians 2, 5 to 8 says this, Have this mind, meaning humility, among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who, though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but made himself nothing, made himself nothing, taking the form of servant, being born in the likeliness of men, and being found in the human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death. Folks, this should not make sense. Everyone wants to climb up the ladder. It's in our natural instinct and the logical, sensible thing to do by our standards is to become more powerful, more wealthy, more influential. Not less, but here we see that God became man, and not just any man, a baby, 
the most humble and helpless way. J.I. Packer puts it this way in our annual read. God became man. The divine son became a Jew. The Almighty appeared on earth as a helpless human baby, unable to do more than lie and stare and wiggle and make noises, needing to be fed and change and to talk like any other child. And there was no illusion or deception in this. The babyhood of the Son of God was a reality. End quote. I remember the exact moment each time my sons were born. I had the privilege to be right there when each of my sons made the first cry and took the first breath out in the open. There was a rush of emotions, but one of the many thoughts that ran through my mind when I held my first child in my arms was to see how helpless this baby was in my arms. A full human being that was utterly dependent on me as a dad and my wife as a mom to even meet its basic needs. My wife had to nurse him. We had to carefully watch him so that he was breathing properly. We had to change his diapers. We had to clothe him so he wasn't cold. We had to cover his hands so he wouldn't scratch himself. I mean, we had to pay so careful attention and be mindful of everything from A to Z. There was nothing this child could do by himself. And Jesus came as a baby. The eternal creator. Talk about mind-blowing. So the first one's humility. The second one is proximity. God came to us. I'm sure there are many reasons why Jesus became a human, but one of them was because God wanted to meet us where we were. There was a moment last year when I was just so very sick. I'm not sure if it was COVID or the flu, but whatever it was, I was so sick for a few days, I just could not move and get out of bed. I remember waking up from a nap for a brief moment and being so dizzy, drenched in sweat, and so dehydrated. I was so thirsty. But here was a greater problem. I just could not get up. I could not get out of bed, go downstairs to get even a proper glass of water. It was either my wife or my oldest son, Kyle, who came to the rescue and got me water. I remember when the water was brought to me, oh my goodness, the sigh of relief. Okay, maybe I was being a little dramatic here, but you get the point. The gratitude of something brought to you, coming to you. Well, in the case of Jesus' incarnation, it wasn't just something. It was someone. Remember, we could not go to God. There was no way a sinful creature could have access to a holy and perfect God. That is the reason why Adam and Eve were cast out of the Garden of Eden. That is the reason why the Holy of Holies in the tabernacle was veiled. That is why Israel of the Old Testament always needed to have a mediator to go to God. But we, now we have access to God. Christ came to us to be the ultimate mediator. He tore the veil of the temple to show us that we now have full access to God. God came to us to meet us where we are because he knew that we cannot go to him. Brothers and sisters, when I just think about even these two implications of what Jesus' incarnation has for us, 
Christ's humility and proximity, it's just mind-blowing. And it actually motivates my best work. Remember, one of the values that we celebrate at Mariner's Church is that Christ's finished work motivates our best work. May, as we live our lives today, may we remember Christ's humility and proximity, and may that motivate our humility and also our desire and and our goal to meet other people where they are. Think about that, and may that really motivate our hearts today. Can we pray together? Let's pray. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for demonstrating humility in a way we can't even fathom. Thank you that you came to us first and met us where we were because we could not go to you. Thank you that you became human. As we hold on to this profound truth today, I pray that your perfect work may motivate our best. Help us to be humble. Help us to go to others and meet others where they are at as you have done. Thank you. It is with confidence we pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thanks so much for making Gospel Everyday Podcast an important part of your day. Hit the subscribe button if you haven't yet, and we'd love it if you'd take a few moments to rate, review, and share the podcast. Tune in tomorrow for brand new content. And if you'd like for more information about Mariner's Church, download the Mariner's app at your favorite app store or visit us at marinerschurch.org.